Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, February 9th. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's chat with Boston Pride defender Mallory Soliotis. If you missed that episode, please do go back and take a listen. It was a great chat that I had with her. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the latest from Boston Bruins practice in advance of tomorrow night's game against the New York Rangers. Also going to update the East Division Power Rankings and take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Before we get to that, let me remind you the podcast is available on your favorite podcast app. Please do hit the subscribe button on Locked On Boston Bruins. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on social media, you can find the podcast at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter and Locked On Bruins on Instagram. You can also find me, my hockey tweets, my dad jokes, at ENC McLaren. I think that's it by way of introduction. Today at practice, the Bruins did welcome Charlie McAvoy back into the mix. He left early yesterday after suffering from a chipped tooth uh, in an exchange with Trent Frederick. That was, you know, just happens throughout the course of practice sometimes. Jack Stanika was practicing in a white jersey. He was in a no-contact uniform yesterday, which means he is getting closer to returning to the lineup, although head coach Bruce Cassidy did say that he will not be playing on uh, Wednesday, looking to get him a couple more practices in. However, it looks as though Jake DeBrusque and Matt Grizzlick will both be back in the lineup. The Lions... Here on Tuesday were Marshan, Bergeron, and Pasternak. Richie, Krejci, Smith with Stanika taking some reps there as well. We had um, DeBrusque with Coyle and Bjork. And then on the fourth line, Frederick swapping in and out with Anton Bleed with Sean Corrali and Chris Wagner. I'd expect it to be uh, Richie, Krejci, Smith on the second line. DeBrusque, Coyle, Bjork on the third line. And then Frederick Corrali Wagner on the fourth line come game time. Jeremy Lozon with Charlie McAvoy, Grizzlick Carlo, Zboril Miller for the defensive pairings. And it looks as though Tukarask will get the start in net for that game as well. One interesting note is that Bruce Cassidy deployed a five forward uh, power play unit for the first power play unit with Krejci, Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, and Ritchie. The second unit consisted of Grizzlick, McAvoy, Coyle, DeBrusque, and Smith. So it looks like he's going to, yeah, maybe try this out for a game or two, running out the five forwards on the power play. Of course, a bunch of these forwards on the first unit are quite proficient in their own end as well. Bergeron, Marchand, you know, they are regularly um, generating shorthanded chances, let alone being able to get back and defend on the rush. So uh, that could be an interesting little wrinkle that we'll see from the Bruins here in the next uh, game or two. 
Bruce Cassidy was also asked about the increasing number of COVID cases around the NHL. Tonight's game between the Flyers and the Capitals has been postponed. Just another in a string of postponements. Uh, the Devils and Sabres have been hit as well. So that's a good half of the East Division that's currently having games postponed due to COVID. Cassidy said, It's a little more concerning now that it's hit a few more teams. We've done a good job, but it feels inevitable. Hopefully this is the worst of it here in February. You can only control what you can control. It's a situation where you want to get the games in as much as possible. Charlie Coyle added, it's out of their control. It's crazy, crazy thing going on right now. The Bruins are, of course, scheduled to play the Flyers in California next weekend. Uh, who knows whether or not that's going to be able to go on. They do have these two games here against the Rangers, who seem to be pretty clean in terms of COVID right now. They'll play the Rangers tomorrow night and then Friday night, and then they will be on Long Island for a date with the Islanders on Saturday. Both those teams seem okay right now, but then, of course, there's a game scheduled for Monday that has been postponed against the New Jersey Devils. They're supposed to take on the Devils again next Thursday, the 18th. That's in question now because of the situation with the Devils and then the outdoor game against the Flyers on the 21st, which could be up in the air at this point as well because of COVID. So there's a lot of, yeah, uh, a lot of moving parts when it comes to the NHL right now. Buffalo Sabres head coach Ralph Kruger is uh, suffering from COVID. He's symptomatic at the moment. There's some questions as to whether he'll be able to uh, you know, come back behind the bench at some point. Um, and so it's really a story that's going to continue for the next few weeks at the very least. And hopefully, fingers crossed, our Boston Bruins can remain, uh, you know, COVID-free here in the early going of the season. Well, that's the latest from practice here on Tuesday. Uh, there'll be some final lineup announcements coming tomorrow after the Bruins have their morning skate. Uh, but we should see DeBrusque and uh, Grizzlick back in the lineup for sure. I don't know if anybody saw the report that I posted yesterday on Twitter from uh, Elliot Freeman saying that the Bruins were sniffing around on Jake Furtanen. He's a right-hand shot with the Vancouver Canucks. He was drafted, if you can believe it, 19 spots ahead of David Pasternak that year. And there was... Some rumors floating around that DeBrusque potentially could be floated for Vertanen. I don't really buy into that at all. Uh, they play different positions. DeBrusque has much higher upside and has performed better than uh, Vertanen to date. Uh, so I wouldn't read too much into that. Although the Bruins could very well be interested in Vertanen for some Andre Kasha insurance on the right side. Now that Smith has moved up to the second line for the time being. Uh, perhaps Vertanen could slot in on the, the right side. And it still raises questions to me as to Zach Senishin's long-term standing with the club. It doesn't seem at all as though uh, there's any appetite to call him up, um, which is unfortunate because I think there is something there still. At any rate, take that uh, DeBrusque for Vertanen talk with a grain of salt to be sure. RockAuto.com is a family-run business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Their prices are always reliably low, and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents, More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. It is Tuesday, and that means we are going to take a look at the East Division Power Rankings here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Spoiler alert, I'm putting our Bruins first this week, but uh, we'll start from the bottom and work our way up. And we shall begin with the New York Rangers. They're the only team in the division with a point percentage below 500. They have a record of 4, 5, and 2 for 10 points through 11 games. While they do look a bit rejuvenated following the uh, exile of Tony D'Angelo, they are still finding their way as a young team. And they also have a negative Corsi percentage of 49.38. At 5-on-5 play, they have allowed 446 shot attempts against and taken 435. So a marginal difference there. Again, whenever we talk about Corsi 4 percentage, it's essentially shot attempt differential. The more attempts you take on net, the better off you generally will be as you have the puck more often than the opposition. Uh, so Rangers being out-attempted, negative shot attempt differential, negative goal differential of minus one, which isn't too bad, but uh, also below 500, like I said. So I'm putting them in uh, eighth for this week, although I still do think they could be a team on the rise when the dust settles from the D'Angelo incident and once some of their young stars really try to find their groove Um, which they have not to date. I'm thinking of Mika Zibanejad, who's only got one goal, two assists through 11 games. First overall pick, Alex Lafreniere. He's only got one goal through 11 games. Uh, These guys have another level to hit, I think, and uh, they should be a playoff hopeful at the very least if all of that comes together. In seventh this week, I'm putting the Pittsburgh Penguins. They have an even... 500 point percentage, a record of 5-5-1 through 11 games. They have a very troubling minus 8 goal differential, and that comes despite being a pretty good possession team. They have a 53.8 shot attempt differential percentage and are 
out attempting the opposition pretty regularly. Their goaltending is very suspect. Evgeny Malkin's off to a slow start. There's some, you know, debate as to whether they're rebuilding or if their window's still open. Looks like they may be on the cusp of hiring Ron Hextall, who's more of a patient builder. Uh, may not be trying to go for it right away. They are decimated with injuries on the blue line, which makes their shot attempt differential a bit more uh, palpable and more impressive. But the fact that they have a minus eight goal differential, serious problems in net, and that is going to keep them down for the foreseeable future. In the sixth spot this week, I'm putting the New York Islanders. They have a record of 5 4 and 2 for a 545 point percentage, a minus two goal differential. But their underlying numbers are not very favorable. They have a 48.29 Corsi 4 percentage. They've allowed 485 attempts against 5-on-5 play, 453-4. They also have a low PDO, meaning their save percentage at even strength and their shooting percentage are below 100. So they're experiencing a bit of puck Bad luck, although you could also argue that they just don't really have the offensive weapons to be a high-scoring team. Barry Trotz's system, very defensive-minded, and they do tend to kind of sit back, try to control the game by uh, playing strong defensively, taking advantage of some miscues at the other end of the ice. So far, it's worked over the last couple seasons, but again, I have argued that their system isn't built for sustained success and uh we're seeing that this season for sure and i don't see them as a playoff team so i'm putting them in sixth at the five spot this week i'm slotting the buffalo sabers they have a record of four four and two through 10 games currently on pause due to covid our bruins were scheduled to play them twice in recent days but alas, the Sabres um, yeah, have been hit hard by the virus. Head coach Ralph Kruger tested positive. They have multiple players on the COVID list. They had been playing pretty well. They have a positive Corsi percentage, 50.86. Uh, they have stars in Jack Eichel, Taylor Hall, Rasmus Dahlin. Again, their problem too is goaltending as well as... Um, some pretty low shooting percentages at 5-on-5, 6.47. They have a lot of dead weight, including Jeff Skinner, $9 million player playing on the fourth line. Uh, But they could be in position to challenge for a playoff spot just because the bottom of the division is not very strong at all. And that's exemplified by the fact that the Devils are in fourth at the moment. They have a record of 4-3-2 through nine games, 10 points, a 5.56 point percentage, which is fourth in the division. They too have been decimated by COVID. I think they have like 19 players on their list. So time will tell if they're able to come back and how that will affect them moving forward. Um, But for now, I'm putting them in fourth. They have a pretty good Corsi percentage, in their own right, they are uh, ranked 10th in the NHL with a Corsi percentage of 51.32. Uh, and yeah, they have a lot of good young players in the mix. Jack Hughes playing like a number one overall pick. Ty Smith looking like a Calder Trophy candidate. Mackenzie Blackwood very strong in net. 
and uh, yeah, PK Subban's playing better than last season, so they have some pieces there to challenge for a playoff spot, um, especially in this division. But again, same with the Sabres. We'll have to see how they are affected by COVID long-term. Now, the Washington Capitals and the Philadelphia Flyers are in um, second and third, respectively. I'm putting the Flyers in third just because they have awful possession numbers. In fact, they rank 31st in the NHL with a Corsi percentage of 44.55. Despite that, they have put together a record of 8, 3, and 2, 18 points, which is tied for uh, first in the division with our Bruins, who also have 18 points. They also have a plus 5 goal differential, despite those terrible possession numbers. So I'm putting them uh, in third, just because the underlying numbers aren't strong, but they do have Carter Hart in net. They do have a very uh, deep field of forwards who can score, uh, pretty mobile defense as well. So I expect them to be better uh, and to be near or at the top of the division by the time the season is over. Uh, but if those underlying numbers don't improve, then uh, they could be in some trouble and, and fall not out of a playoff position, I don't think, but uh, certainly maybe into fourth. The Capitals I'm putting in second, despite the fact they have a minus one goal differential. Their underlying numbers aren't very good either. They rank 25th with a 47.51 Corsi percentage. And it's really weird because, yeah, some of these teams that are down in the division at the moment have perhaps better underlying numbers. But I still expect Philadelphia and Washington to be in the top four when uh, the dust settles. The Washington Capitals also have Ovechkin back. They have Evgeny Kuznetsov and Ilya Samsonov back. They were in COVID protocol, and uh, they should get rolling here as well. But the Bruins, 8-1-2 for an 8-18 point percentage, plus 12 goal differential, which is far and away the best in the division. And their underlying numbers remain very strong. They're third in the, uh, the NHL with a 55.95 Corsi percentage, uh, 489 attempts four only 385 against and they have a pretty great power play their penalty kill is very good so to me the Bruins the class of the division so far pretty hard to argue against that because uh, yeah the underlying numbers are very strong their uh, place in the standings is very strong league-wide they are uh let's see here in terms of points they're second in the nhl behind the maple leafs tied for second at least with the flyers and the montreal Canadiens. but when it comes to point percentage they are third behind the tampa bay lightning 850 record of eight one and one and the vegas golden knights who are seven one and one goal differential the bruins are fifth behind tampa bay montreal toronto and colorado so yeah, they're still one of the best teams in the NHL for sure. And uh, this division, a lot of COVID concerns. They are also, yeah, not uh, really strong when it comes to the level of competition. So the Bruins hopefully will be able to kind of dine out on these lower teams and solidify their position as the top seed in the East and a favorite to come out of the East 
when all is said and done here and we move into the final four, although increasing concern that the um, season will be paused due to COVID-19, but we will cross that bridge if and when we get there. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to their website using your mobile device. And sign up today for a free account to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty, and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get podcasts. Well, I'm kind of glad now that I waited to record the podcast because the news and notes section is packed with a bunch of crazy stuff that is happening this afternoon here on Tuesday. First of all, like I mentioned earlier, the Flyers-Capitals game tonight has been officially postponed due to a second Flyers player entering the COVID-19 protocol. That was Travis Sanheim. The Bruins played the Flyers, of course, late last week. And again, they so far have been able to avoid uh, anyone going on the COVID protocol list. There have been some other games rescheduled around the league, and I believe the Blues and the Coyotes will now play each other like uh, seven times in a row or something like that. The um, yeah, the Bruins have had some games rescheduled. Schedule is a mess, and we'll just kind of take it day by day at this point. I'm sure you noticed last night the controversy in Columbus as Patrick Laine was benched in the second period of the Blue Jackets' win over the Hurricanes. Uh, missed the entire third period and. John Tortorella, you know, never one to shy away from benching a star player. A very interesting uh, decision for a guy who scored three times in his first three games with the club. Uh, he cited, this is Tortorella, a missed assignment on a goal scored by Brock McGinn. A number of things that came into play that will stay in the locker room. He said, it's, feel, it's what I feel I need to do. The last thing I want to do is bench a player. It's an easy thing to bench a player. The last thing I want to do, but if I think I need to do it, then I need to do it. There was a report going around earlier today that perhaps Tortorella wants out of the Blue Jackets. And in fact, one player has left the Blue Jackets today, and that was Miko Koivu, who announced his retirement from the NHL after 16 seasons. He said it wasn't an easy decision, and he's loved every minute of his short time in Columbus. He really hoped to be able to help the team accomplish its goals, but he said he hasn't been able to get to the level of play he needed to be true to himself and fair to his teammates, so the time is right for him to retire from hockey. He scored 711 points, 206 goals, 505 assists in 
1,035 regular season games for Columbus. And, of course, most of them coming with the Minnesota Wild. Finally, huge news out of Pittsburgh where the team has named both a new general manager and a new president of hockey operations. The new GM is Ron Hextall, who is formerly of the Philadelphia Flyers. He was also an assistant GM for the Kings from 2006 to 2013, where they won a Stanley Cup in 2012. Brian Burke back in the NHL as Ron Hextall's primary advisor. So two pretty big heavy hitters with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and we'll see how this leads to a shakeup within uh, their ranks. Are they going to be looking to capitalize on their Stanley Cup window? Are they going to try to rebuild on the fly? Will they enter a full rebuild? Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. And again, uh, I put the Penguins pretty far down in the rankings this week because of their goaltending issues and uh yeah just not looking too good so far this season a lot of injuries on defense as well uh but yeah big news out of pittsburgh to be sure and it affects the bruins certainly this season seeing as they're in the same division so a bit of a crazy day here in hockey uh thank you for being patient as i uh, got the pot up thank you so much for taking some time to listen Thank you for subscribing, and I will be back tomorrow, of course, with a full preview of uh, Wednesday's game against the New York Rangers. Pop culture note, I did finish Justified over the weekend, and I cannot recommend that show enough. If you've never watched it, it is very, very good with some really great performances from the leading characters. Uh, I'm continuing through Superstore, continuing Lost. I'm about a third of the way through season two and uh i forgot how crazy it gets in there and uh, i'm also reading the last kingdom which is a netflix series based on uh some books released early in the 2000s and i'm really enjoying that book so far and also enjoying the new weezer album still so i hope you are all doing well taking care of yourselves uh bruins back in action finally tomorrow night and again i'll be back on the podcast to preview that and Wednesdays is a mailbag day so please do send in some questions at lo boston bruins on twitter or locked on bruins on instagram or at me directly at enc mclaren have a great rest of your tuesday friends talk to you again tomorrow peace